Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Hello, men, and welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Why the five love languages are not working for your marriage. So, look, I'm a fan of this book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I think there's valuable information, but if you apply it in the wrong way, it can actually cause more harm than good to your marriage. And if you're already trying this and it's not working, we're going to explain why today. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high-achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins from the guys in my program this week, my Strong Men, Strong Marriages program. Wives are hugging, kissing their husbands when they come home. Man, like I know a lot of you guys wish that was the case. You know, when you came home, your wife was excited to see you. Guys are having that happen where before they were not at all. So, and that has to do with being that strong, attractive guy that your wife's going to be, you know, want to be around. Uh, wives are making their husbands dinners again, which is something that was not happening before. One gentleman shared he's been citing the Bible for 50 days straight, which is more than he's ever done, which is so cool because when we build up that internal sense of spiritual strength and spiritual growth, you know, it just expands out in really great ways. Uh, guys are standing strong in their boundaries and therefore changing the interactions with their wives. So sometimes I'll, I'll meet with guys whose wives are, look, the, the truth of the matter is some wives are kind of more difficult than other wives. And before you say, oh yeah, like that's my wife. <laughs> you know? um, if you if you met some of the guys I've worked with and the interactions they're having with their wives, uh, you'd probably be really grateful for for the wife that you have. But no matter what your wife is doing, okay, um, you can change the interaction. It only it really does only take one person to change that interaction, and it's it's hard for guys to accept that because uh, especially if her behavior is kind of over the top, um, it can be really easy to just say, "Well, she needs to change." But if you will take responsibility for your side of that and start setting some boundaries around it, that invites her to change, and often she will. Okay. That's what's happening in the program right now. Um, men are feeling free from their wives' reactions and, multiple, and emotional responses. This is so big because a lot of times if we don't have that internal sense of strength and self and acceptance and love for ourselves, we get very tied up into what our wife is doing or not doing. Okay. Uh, for me this week, uh, my wife and I had some conflicts. You know, I um, kind of hung her out to dry in a lot of ways with with uh, Christmas preparation and a lot of it, you know, most of it really wasn't intentional, but at the same time, what does that mean? It means I was not being intentional about, you know, being a good husband and, you know, a good father and all of that. So, you know, they were oversights. It wasn't like I was, you know, going back into some of those old patterns of yelling or screaming or being hurtful to the family. Um, but yeah, like I wasn't as intentional and it kind of left her, yeah, hung her out to dry. But, you know, thankfully, we're able to move through that, right? Turn that conflict into more connection, find ways that I could be more supportive and her being able to express. And we had a really fun experience together yesterday. And um, so yeah, guys, you're always going to have conflict, but the, the key is to learn how to turn it into more connection. So coming back to this five love languages idea. So what you're trying now, maybe you, you've heard of or you've read the book, uh, 
the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Again, like I don't have really an issue with the book itself. It's just how it gets applied sometimes. So those five love languages, they are words of affirmation. So you're great. I love you. You're amazing. Um, I just went to a conference where he said a lot of us as high achieving guys, we have like uh, an inadequacy core injury. And so it really helps us to hear things like, Hey, you know, I love you. You're great. You know, I feel like that's, that's me. You know, that's something I'm working with is that feeling of inadequacy. Although what I'm learning and believe now more is that, you know, if we can just allow that feeling, yeah, sometimes I feel inadequate and that's part of life. You know, that's actually a lot more powerful than like, well, I should never feel inadequate. Um, that's weak to feel inadequate, you know, which was my approach for a long time. Um, Anyway, a little off topic, but uh, words of affirmation is one of the love languages. Another one's physical touch. Another one's gifts. Another one's quality time. And another one is acts of service. So those are his five love languages. Most of those pretty self-explanatory. So maybe you've identified yours. For most of the guys that I talk to, especially with their wife, they'll say, mine's physical touch. Okay, if my wife will just give me a hug or a kiss, or if we can have sex, that'll help me feel loved, right? I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that um, that's what I've found <laughs> to be true for most guys. They have identified physical touch as their love language. Um, and maybe you've identified your wife's and probably it's not physical touch. Or if you try to, or maybe you're like, well, she'll hug everybody else, but not me. That seems to be her love language, but she doesn't want it from me. And, you know, you kind of vilify her for that, which a lot of us do. Um Anyway, so let's say you've identified your wives. Let's say it's uh, gifts, right? So what do you do? You go about trying to do all of the five love languages for her. If you know hers, you try to like overload on it. And then when that doesn't seem to work, you try to like do other stuff. So let's say hers is gifts. So you're like, okay, gifts, great. You know, Christmas is coming or, or past now when this is coming out. Um, or her birthday's coming. Let me make sure. Or let me just get her flowers this week just to show her I care. Uh, and then she's she seems to kind of react to that, but kind of not. She's like, well, maybe it's quality time. Let me plan a really good date night and make sure that that's okay. And she seems to respond, but maybe not that much. Like, oh, shoot, okay, maybe I need to do acts of service. I need to go clean. I need to cook. Um, and then still, right, she's not really responding. Uh, and then you try to give her words of affirmation, right? And then you, and she kind of responds, but kind of not. And then you're like, well, maybe I should give her a hug. And then she turns away and you're like, man, what is going on, right? She doesn't seem to be really responding to these. And more than that, you know, she doesn't seem to be returning the favor, right? And and really, if you get down to it, you're doing these five love languages as a way for her to return the favor and give you her love language, right? And they even give this analogy of like the love tank, right? So it seems like it makes sense. It should make sense where you try to fill her love tank by giving her all these acts of service. And then in return, she should try to fill your love tank, right? Hey, I've identified my love language. It's your job to come and fill that up for me. You know, this is the problematic thinking that the five love languages can create for uh, for couples and for guys, right? Is, okay, I've identified my love language. Now you have to come and fill that for me, right? And I'll fill yours, but you also have to fill mine. So, but this is what happens. This is the problem that happens is you're like, hey, honey, look, I've filled up your love tank. So now it's your turn to fill mine up. Okay. And then she doesn't. And then you're like, well, fine. I don't have any reason to fill your love tank anymore. So, okay. So why it doesn't work really is that you're using it in the mosquito cycle where you're doing these nice things for her. Five love language is a perfect example. You know, you're doing all five, let's say. 
But for that, <clears throat> you expect back attention, appreciation, affection, and sex. You know, like, okay, I filled yours, your turn to fill mine. Then when she doesn't fill yours back up, when she doesn't start giving you physical touch, you're like, hey, what's the deal? You know, I I gave, I did my side, it's your turn to your side. So you start getting frustrated. Then eventually you explode or escape, right? You explode at her. Well, fine, I'm not doing this anymore. I do so much for you. You won't do this for me. Um, you know, you can just forget it. I'm not paying for anything anymore. You're never grateful for anything I do. Or you escape into pornography or, you know, flirting with other women, or you just escape into maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs even, maybe it's, you know, working out too much or going to work too much. So you escape, right, to avoid that, those emotions of being frustrated and kind of feeling ignored and all that. Then you feel bad. Because you know, hmm, yeah, it probably wasn't great to scream at her. It probably wasn't great to turn to pornography. So then you go back to doing these five love languages again for a while. But then when she doesn't give you physical touch again or whatever your love language might be, you start getting frustrated again, you explode or escape again. It just goes in that cycle over and over. So what do you need to do instead? So one really important thing that I'm understanding more and talking more about lately is this idea between internal needs and relationship needs. Okay. So internal needs are things like needing to feel worthy, needing to feel good enough, needing to feel valuable, needing to feel confident, needing to feel like you're okay as a person. And to like, and then the emotional strength to be able to say, Hey, like I can feel anxious sometimes. That's okay. I can feel sad sometimes. That's okay. It's part of life. It's part of the human experience. Those are internal needs. Okay. And other people can help, you know, when they say stuff like, Hey, like I value you, you're important. And look, if you need to hear that, I will tell you, like, you are valuable. You are important. You're a son of God. You matter just because of that, just because you're a son of God. You know, if you're acting weak, if you're exploding, if you're escaping, look, that's part of the human experience, right? It's part of what happens, you know, it's part of a growing up process, you know, that's, we can recognize that and we can grow from it, but there's nothing wrong it's just like there's nothing wrong with being a two-year-old. Like you wouldn't get mad at your two-year-old for not being a 20-year-old. Like it's just part of development. Okay? It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So we all have that internal need. So when other people tell us, yeah, it can help. But at the end of the day, like we need to be responsible for that, for feeling worthy, for feeling good enough, for feeling valuable. And also we can help. We can put that responsibility on God, right? Hey, God, help me feel good enough. And he will, right? He'll help you. So what the mosquito cycle is, it's trying to fill internal needs from external sources, from other people, typically your wife. So what happens with that, it's, it's impossible. And so it's draining to everybody. It's draining to you because you never feel satisfied. It's draining to her because often she'll try for a while to help you feel good about yourself. And then when she realizes she can't, uh, she stops and then you get frustrated, right? It's just draining, okay? But there's also relationship needs, okay? So for a relationship to really work well, you need trust, communication, intimacy. And that really does need to go both ways, right? For a relationship to work well. So it's fine for you to, for example, ask your wife to do things to regain trust if she's lost it. It's fine for you, for example, to ask your wife to let you know what's going on with her so you can improve communication. Once you do those, right, it's fine also to start asking for mentally, emotionally, and even physical intimacy, right? But if, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you understand, like, you really do need to build those in sequence. If she doesn't trust you, if she doesn't feel like there's a mentally emotional connection, she probably won't really want to have a physical connection with you. Okay, you got to build those first, uh, but also ask from those for her, 
from her. So again, you know, I call this strong men, strong marriages. It's a, it's a great name. This is what we're doing. We're building up internal strength by filling up those internal needs. You know, that helps you become a strong and more attractive man, a trustworthy man, you know, a guy who can stand on his own two feet, feel solid, feel confident, and then be able to ask for things he wants. Also, you know, to be able to share, Hey, like I'm feeling sad today or I'm feeling anxious today, or Hey, when you did that, yeah, I did feel upset or sad or neglected, right? That really is strength. And this is something I'm growing into myself right now is, you know, instead of just saying, Oh, I, you know, we're never going to share that, you know, share that, that is strength to share that vulnerability. Okay. So again, build up that internal strength and then ask for, ask your wife for what you want in terms of those relationship needs, right? So trust, communication, intimacy, it's fine for you to ask for her to regain trust. It's fine for you to ask her to communicate in a different way. It's even fine to ask to improve your physical relationship and help her and ask her, Hey, like, what do you need from me? And also what do you need from yourself? So that that can be an important part of your marriage. Totally fine. Right. And look, if you're going to request sex, that's a good way to do it. Right. Say, Hey, look, I want sex to be a great part of our marriage. You know, that's an important relationship need for me. Okay. I realize in the past, a lot of that has been in you tr- trying to get you to feel an internal need for me to feel good about myself. But now, you know, I'm working on that and I do feel better about who I am. Um, so it's really not about that. I just, for me to enjoy a marriage, I want sex to be part of it. So listen, what, what do you need from me for that? And what do you need from me for yourself for that to be something positive? And are you willing to do that? Will you do that for me? You know, so I guess to to clarify, you can start with a request for sex, but it needs to be phrased in that way, right? What will fail you is to be like, well, hey, I heard this podcast say it says to tell you my relationship needs, so I need you to have sex with me right now. (laughs) And she'll probably say, yeah, that podcast sounds terrible. But um, (laughs) anyway, you know, just if you can ask it in that way, Hey, I want sex to be part of it. I understand there's probably stuff that needs to happen from me and from you. You know, what do you need from me? Okay. Here's what I need from you. That can happen because probably what she'll tell you is some form of, Hey, I need to be able to trust you. And I need to have a good mental, emotional connection with you to feel like I want to have that physical connection with you. Again, trust and communication is probably what she'll ask for. Right. So again, and on your side, it too, right? It's it's totally normal and fair and important for you to ask for trust and communication from her as well. Okay. The other big part, don't ask for something you're not willing to give. So if you're going to say to her, hey, I need you to follow through on your word, and then you don't, you know, it's not really a fair ask. Or, hey, tell me what's going on with you, and you won't, not a fair ask. Okay. So why does this work? This works because when you are internally strong, the mosquito cycle ends, right? It's not that you, it's not that you stop needing having relationship needs to have a good relationship. It's that you don't need that relationship to fill those internal needs, right? You can manage your thoughts well, you can manage your emotions well, you manage your self-worth well, right? You're coming out from a loving place because you're you're filling that internally, right? So then you become the kind of guy your wife wants to be around. Okay, you're trustworthy, you're safe, you're a strong man. So, and then you start communicating well, right? You start having deeper conversations. You create that mental, emotional intimacy. You start being able to turn conflict into connection because you have that skill, okay? Which that does require some internal strength as well, you know, to be able to turn conflict into connection and communication skills. They kind of build in sequence. 
So when you feel connected mentally and emotionally, physical intimacy often flows naturally, but you also want to make sure you're using your, your game, right? Your flirting skills to introduce sex in a fun and flirtatious way. So in summary, five languages, it can be a useful tool, but it can also be based on the mosquito cycle. Look, the benefit of the, of the five love languages is to understand, hey, you know, just because I like something and feel loved by that doesn't mean my wife does or my kids do or anybody else does. Okay. I think that's the value of it to just say, Hey, you know what, what's a win for you? What's a deposit in that love bank for you? And maybe it's, maybe it is for you and it's not for me. I think that's really valuable because we want to serve each other in our marriage and we want to do it in a way the other person values, right? So that's great. But if you come at it from, Hey, I'm going to fill your love tank so you can fill mine. That's mosquito cycle. It's going to be a problem. Okay. So instead of worrying about filling love tanks, fill your own love tank for your internal needs, right? For feeling valuable, for feeling loved, for feeling like you can manage your emotions, for being a man of your word. Okay. Do that first. And now you're not coming from it from a mosquito cycle, right? When you have spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual strength. So then you build those communication skills to start asking for what you want for those relationship needs. Okay. So then you build up your intimacy skills. You can make sex a great part of your marriage. And that is what we do essentially in strong men, strong marriages, build up your internal strength. So you can be a strong, trustworthy guy that is not internally needy for his wife. Then we teach you how to have great communication, intimacy skills. So you can fill those relationship needs and be, have a marriage that just is amazing and great and a great example to your kids. So that's what we can teach you how to do in strong men, strong marriages. So come join us, visit strongmen.io apply to join. We'd love to have you as part of the program. If you're not quite ready to apply to join, you can get our free training there. Um, join the email list and then you can ask questions for our Friday Q and A. We're going to see how it goes. You know, we're going to start in, uh, we're, we're starting this month in January and, uh, see what kind of questions we get. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it at least for January and kind of see what happens from there. Uh, the Friday Q and a, uh, podcast episode. So yeah, if you have questions, which I'm sure you do, <laughs> You know, just send them in, get on the email list, reply to the email, ask your questions. We'll, we'll answer them on our Friday Q and A. All right. So again, strongmen.io, you can do all that stuff there. Uh, go ahead and visit and stay strong men. And we will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.